All right, we are live, Grizz Nation. This is the Fight on Montana podcast. Uh, thank you for listening to us. Luke is already down in Texas. He did not want to wait, uh, so he jumped on a plane and is already there. Um, no, he's not there. He's, he's, he is already there, but he's not down there for the championship game. He is visiting family. So we have mother's basement dweller, uh, friend of the pod, friend of mine, Michael. Kemper. All you Jordan listeners out there. <laughs> gotta love it. Gotta love it. Uh, so, you know, Mike was at the game, the NDSU game. He's a season ticket holder, uh, Grizz fanatic as well. Um, and so thanks, Mike, for filling in and, and at short notice and, and having us talk some Grizz sports, man. Absolutely. It's good to be Luke's replacement. We'll see how I can do here. Oh, awesome. Awesome. Uh, well, you know, to get to it, you know, 31, 29 overtime win. Uh, I know for me, I can't do any more overtime games. Uh, it is going to be the death of me. Um, I don't think it was to the point of Furman. I was a little bit more nervous about Furman than I was North Dakota State because I was like, we can't lose to Furman. We just can't lose to Furman. <laughs> but uh, I, I don't know. What were your thoughts, Mike, on on how anxious you were or, or, or weren't? Yeah, I was I was more anxious for Furman. I was a little more worried about Furman and um, probably just – knowing that, you know, North Dakota State, a Missouri Valley team, worthy opponent. Um, yeah, I don't know. I was just – I was more excited for the North Dakota State game than I was for the Furman game. Um, and I don't know if that's just not knowing Furman at all. Um, being an East Coast team, SoCon team, you're right. It's like, man, we've been talking trash on conferences other than the Big Sky and the Missouri Valley all year. And then here we are playing the SoCon um, a team that was number two in the country for most of the year. So I don't know. I was more nervous about Furman, but I guess I really don't have a good reason as to why. Um, yeah. But yeah, I was just more excited for the North Dakota state game. And, um, you know, I kind of remember Bobby Houck in an interview a couple of years ago asking why um, he hopes North Dakota state keeps winning and advance to the bracket. And he was like, cause I want to play him. Um, and they are, they're fun to play. Like you look back at all the games that we've had at home with North Dakota state and there always, there's always been some drama or fireworks with it. So, yep. um, yeah. So I was just excited for the game. Well, we get to be the best. You got to beat the best. And then, so, yeah. you know, that that's something we have to attain, uh, back to back weeks. So we've got a big test here in the next couple of weeks against, uh, South Dakota state, uh, guys, we will not get into that one just yet. Uh, we'll do that on another episode as well. Um, so, but with this one, we're just going to talk about NDSU, uh, the game, what our thoughts were and what we saw. Uh, but first, Mike, you got it. You were there, man. What was the atmosphere like? Uh, was it cold? Was it colder than, you know, the, the neighbor game or, or what was it like there? Uh, I think it was kind of comparable actually. Like that inversion was sat, uh, sat in, um, you know, at the beginning of the game, um, I don't know. I was kind of looking at the temperatures and um, before we're gone, because, you know, my wife and kids and I were coming up from Helena. So, you know, just trying to plan for the weather. Um, and yeah, it's supposed to be like 37, the good omen uh, for the whole game. But um, yeah, I don't think it really got there. It's just that inversion and everything. But um, yeah, I, I didn't feel cold, but I was 
I was busy watching a good football game. So I don't know. Exactly. Exactly. You know, just looking at the stats guys here, uh, give us some stats here. First downs, you know, we were uh, one above uh, the Bison 20 to 19. We had two uh, penalty first downs. They had one uh, rushing yards. We were at 124 with a 3.2 average. They're 175 with a 4.4 average. Uh, passing, we were at 160, and they were at 157. Uh, so they were getting a little bit bigger chunks in the passing game at 6.3 when we were at 5.3. Um, total yards, 284 to 332. Uh, this is the, the big one, and the, this is you know the, the 12th man, um, the Grizz Nation. Penalties, 2 for 30 for the Grizz, 9 for 60 uh, for the Bison. Uh, there was some third downs that were greatly influenced by the fans where they either got a penalty and it pushed them from third and two to third and seven, third and long. Um, so, so keep on doing that gross nation. That was awesome. The decibel readers, I've seen probably about four different ones where they said anywhere from 115 to 122, uh, which they better be start moving the Wagres up on that list of those uh, stadiums as well. So uh, third down percentage, which was a key in this game. We've had, we had to stop them on third down uh, six of 15 for the Grizz and three of 15, no three of 13, sorry uh, for their NDSU forced down. They were two of two and we were one of two and they both, we both had three sacks. So uh, what were you seeing in the offense, Michael, let's go offense first and kind of what were you seeing in the offense? What weren't you seeing in the offense? And, uh, do you have a little any worries? Um, yeah, I don't know. For me, what kind of stood out for me was I'm just used to watching Clifton just take off all year long. Yeah. Um, and he did a couple times in this game, but I feel like he was a little more hesitant. Yeah. Uh, there was one key third and 12 or something like that. Maybe it was even longer where it, um, he took a shot at the end zone when he had some pretty open grass in front of him, which led to us missing a long field goal. So um, that one kind of sticks out for that. But I just felt like there was some hesitation by uh, Cliff to just take off a couple times. Um, <laughs> Junior Bergen. <laughs> I can't say enough about Junior Bergen. Um, and I know, you know, not just in special teams, but the offense as well. Like there were, there were quite a few plays where it was hard for them to get him on the ground. Um, he broke, you know, he broke a few tackles. Like he had, um, the one, uh, sideline end around where just, he broke a couple tackles and made something, uh, something more out of, uh, what should have been a very minimal gain. And then there's a couple plays too, where he just keeps those feet moving and these big bison players just have a hard time getting them on the ground. Um, so that, that was, that was cool to see too. Um, yeah, my, it, and we can come back to this later, but the drive home is like, how do we keep Bergen in Missoula? <laughs> but um, <laughs> he's just on a different level. Um, yeah. it's, it was awesome to watch him. Um, yeah. Otherwise I feel like the offense wasn't having much success right up the middle with their running game. They had to go to the outside. Um, like the first touchdown Gilman, you know, tossed to the, to the right side, um, just kind of stretching that field. But I feel like the middle was not, a very successful day offensively for the Grizz. Yeah, well, and you mentioned McDowell. Um, the just, just basically the the decision making was kind of weird because all year long we we saw him 
run, right? Run first mm -hmm. and hey, then I'll, I'll use my short intermediate crossing patterns where I'll, I'll, I'll throw at you. The neighbor game, they kind of threw a little bit more on the sidelines. Um, but it, 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 to me, it looked like he was pressing, um, trying to do too much in a, in a big situation. Um, his demeanor was usually he's kind of laid back and kind of just like whatever. He was very just kind of tense. Um, and so I, I'm just wondering if he is was kind of pressing and he didn't play all that well against Furman. Uh, the coaching staff kind of was on him about that, that he played okay, but they, he didn't play up to what he could be. Um, was he taking that a little bit too personal, and, and was he trying to do too much? Uh, in this offense, it, we've got so many weapons. You, you don't have to do much. You just get it to your playmakers, right? And so um, it, it was it was alarming at just like how he wouldn't run. And it was like he was like, and I don't think the, the coaches did by any means. They wouldn't tell him not to run because that's that opens up your run and it opens up your pass as well by him running. Right. Um, so it, it's just interesting on how that happened because it totally bogged down the offense. And I will say this though, I feel like the second half of the season he's done he's done a better job of extending plays and converting on third and long uh, to yeah. keep the drive going um by hanging on to it and being patient waiting but I, yeah there there's some times where i think that got him into trouble a little bit um on saturday's game like i'm thinking ah, the second quarter um you know he was scrambling around the, the bison were just on him he was trying to create something yeah. out of nothing um and I think it resulted in like a 46-yard field goal. Luckily, Glasgow made it, but um, it kind of got him into trouble there a little bit too. So, um, you know, sometimes he just takes off and he would, you know, in, in those moments, yeah, you wouldn't extend the play on a fresh set of downs, but it's going to make it, you know, a shorter field goal or something like that. But, um, and, you know, in other times, you know, I'm, I'm waiting for him just to throw it away and make that decision where I feel like he's hanging on to it too long, um, like that play I was talking about in the second quarter that just made that field goal a little longer for Glasgow. Like it, it you know, it, there was no harm on that one. Um, we made the field goal, but just some of those that kind of made me a little nervous, but you know, I'm just a couch quarterback. So, <laughs> so yeah, same here, same here. So uh, you mentioned Nick Ramos or Nico Ramos, right? He missed a field goal. He missed a PAT. Um, that really hurt us. I think that the, the, just like the momentum too. And I think that we did that to North Dakota state, that first drive where we held them to that, that three point field goal. Um, it, it just felt like we were just right on the brink of breaking it open, but it was yeah. just like, we couldn't get there. Um, do we, what are your thoughts? Do we go, to Grant Glasgow because he, he did kick one and he made he, one. He kicked that 46 yarder I was talking yeah. about and yeah. nailed that one. I, I don't know because, you know, during the game after Glasgow kicked that, I'm like, why is he not kicking anymore? Why'd you put Ramos <laughs> back in? You know, and he missed that extra point. But at the same point, like, how often can you play musical kickers yeah. too without yeah. getting in their heads? I don't know. But um, yeah, obviously, Bobby knows his, his people more than, than us. But I just don't know as a kicker how people would respond to that. You're out. Now you're in, you're in, now you're out. You know what I mean? Yeah. 
yeah. I don't know. It's kind of a mind game too. Um, well, yeah, you don't want to you don't want to damage the psyche that much. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I, you know, it was cool to see. And I don't know. Maybe Glasgow has a different range than Ramos, where, you know, um, but yeah, even that one um, that I'm talking about. Okay. Sorry. Um, no, no problem. Hell on the internet, man. Um, <laughs> but no, even uh, how was I talking about the. The one that he missed, you said, or even the one. Yeah, that... the the one that he missed, like on that, and I'm not talking the extra point, but the the field goal that I was referring to earlier. That one was kind of like, I wonder why Glasgow isn't just the guy for some mm-hmm. of those. But um, I'll tell you what, and I know I'm getting ahead of myself, but over time, I was real nervous when he came in to kick that extra point. I was I was really nervous. I thought it might be deja vu for the Bison and. Uh, they went on another missed uh, oh, field gosh, goal in, in Montana, but luckily it's not the way it went. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, one of the key plays I thought were in the game was the fourth and one pass to Schaefer. Um, McDowell oh, yeah. does the I, – I, I think it's like the Houdini move where he, he puts it down and he kind of acts like he no one can see it, fakes mm-hmm. like he gives it to the running back and then, you know, throws it. Uh, I thought that was a, a gutsy play call in a, in a time where we needed something. I th- think that P's really dialed something up there. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, yeah, it was it was kind of cool. I don't know if anyone saw um, uh, Choate, Coach Choate, uh, actually commented on it as well. Hey. Um, and so he was like, oh, the little Houdini action. I have seen that before. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and so it was kind of cool to see that he uh, kind of followed yeah. a little bit. But, uh yeah, it, it was it was a great play. I'm glad it worked. Uh, if it didn't work, it would have been horrible. <laughs> but uh, hey, yeah, I thought it was an excellent play call. I thought it was yeah. perfect. Yeah. So you know, other than you know McDowell struggling, uh, you had the the Keelan White amazing. I don't know. I don't know if I'd use the word struggling. I I feel like okay, maybe reserved. I don't know. I don't know. I but I, I mean. He made some big plays in the game too. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, maybe you know, not characteristic um, okay. from what we've been used to seeing. I don't know. That's that's my opinion, but yeah. I wouldn't go as far as saying struggling because I, you know, he there's a lot of good things in that game too from him. But if you if you take it as a two game sample size, right, um, and you look at the. Furman game and the North Dakota State game. Aren't there some things that he's struggling with, though? Um, yeah, I mean, you know, some some decisions, I guess. But I don't know. More the Furman game, I was kind of, I was kind of more like up in arms about some of the play calling, I guess, in the Furman yeah. game. Um, I was more worried about the play calls than I was with um, Cliff's performance. Yeah, because McDowell, you know, he's 16 for 30, 160, uh, one touchdown and three sacks. He did run 12 times for 50 yards. Um, and so, yeah, his long was 17. But usually he's averaging a like last game against Furman. He was like, what, what, 118, 117 on the, on the ground. Um, and so it, it does seem like – I don't know. It, it's so crazy how how it can just flip, right? And like, what happened that 
it just all of a sudden, was it just the defense that we played that now he's thinking too much about it? And then how do you get someone to not do that? Because you're going to be playing a, another great defense against South Dakota State here in a couple of weeks, and you're going to have to use your feet to be able to win that game. Mm-hmm. Um, they have got some great guys up front that you're not going to just be able to do what we did against North Dakota State and Furman, where the play calling was kind of Bobby ball again. So, yeah, um, yeah, so to be able to be in that game and win that game, we're going to have to have him on his top level. And and that's going into South Dakota State, but we're going to need to play our best game. And I don't think we have. I think the neighbor game is pretty darn close. But – yeah, I, no, I think so too. But and I think there's other variables to factor into, especially with Furman, like no Brown, very limited Chris Walker on the offensive line. Yes. Um, you know, like I said, a conservative play calling, but there's probably a reason for that conservative play calling when you don't have a lot of your key pieces, you know, in that game. So and that was the thing too, it was refreshing to see uh Chris Walker back just, you know, in a short week span, um, to his much bigger role. Um, mm-hmm. Back in this game, so um, they, yeah, I don't they know. Said I Liam Brown of... was back. Did you see Liam Brown? I'm sorry, what was that? They said Liam Brown was back, but I didn't see him. You know, and I, I don't know why, but I was more focused on looking for Chris Walker. I didn't even yeah. think the look, you know, for yeah. Liam Brown and that. But no, I'll have to go back and rewatch it now that you say that and see. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, I know it was refreshing to see him back and. Like I said, I mean, you guys are ta- going to talk about South Dakota State later, but I mean, it's cool that you get this opportunity to have what two and a half weeks um, to to heal some some wounds. You know, I don't know how Chris Walker's feeling after coming back from an injury and having that big of a role, and like you said, the question mark behind Liam Brown and everything too. So um, it's kind of cool that we have a little bit more time uh, to kind of to get healthy, I guess. Yeah, and it does say here on Go Grizz that he was a part of the participation um, that he was on the field. So we might have just missed him, but it does yeah, say I wasn't really looking, I don't know. Yeah, so we might have missed him as well. But, um, you know, the Keelan White, and we were saying this too earlier, is that that catch where he goes through the pass interference, uh, amazing catch. I don't, I didn't even see if he made top plays, but uh, the North Dakota state one handed catch was amazing too, as well. Oh yeah. Right out of the gate there. Yeah, Yeah. that was, that was really, man, they had a quick start. North Dakota state had a really fast start. They did. Um, That made me really (laughs) nervous. And I was like, man, it's going to be a long day, but no credit to our defense. They shored things up and able to slow them down a little bit. Um, Yeah, no, I heard there was one play on sports center. And I can't remember which one it was now. Okay. Um, yeah. I'll have to check that out. But yeah. So, you know, if you get on the offense, you know, Eli it didn't really seem like Eli. Uh, I think he was nursing. It just seemed like he was nursing some some type of a back issue. It looked um, like that, right? He kept like yeah. twisting and like pulling at it, at, it. at it. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I, I really think that these, what, next two weeks, next three weeks, to get healthy is totally going to be really, really nice for, for us. Um, you know, I, I think that we're compared to last year, we're pretty healthy, but, uh, yeah. um, 
you know, you get to this time of year and everyone's feeling it. Uh, I can imagine. Um, and but did you hear Bobby Alkin's press conference? Today's press conference? Uh, no, I haven't listened to today's yet. Um, I think it was, I think it must have been the post game uh, NDSU press conference. Somebody was asking him about, you know, in the past, you play the next week for the championship game, uh, where now you have this set of weeks off, two or three weeks off, where, and then he just basically asked, like, which do you prefer? What's better? And, you know, Hawk was talking about how big of a disadvantage it was in the past when they went and played these East Coast teams, come back, hurry up, do some finals, then fly back out, you know, for the championship game to where this one, they actually get, you know, not only time to, to you know, maybe aid some people who um, are dealing with something injury-wise, but, you know, also to be able to go in and um, prepare a little bit for this game because it sounds like in the past they haven't been able to prepare for it. I mean, I guess I didn't realize that um, hmm. in the past, but just with their travel nightmares of the East Coast. Yeah, one that – logistically and statistically wise, like the Grizz haven't really won too many games on the road, um, playoff wise anyways. Um, but yeah, it, it definitely changes playoff wise. If you get wad Grizz and, and you have that in your back pocket, it definitely helps you out yeah. because on a neutral field, that would be even probably even a closer game. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just, yeah. I, I wouldn't want to face either Furman or North Dakota State on a neutral field, but that's just me. Yeah, yeah, agreed, agreed. And, that, you know, that was something else you were asking about was the atmosphere with this game. And I don't know, it was kind of cool. Like, the, you know, Grizz Nation brought it. The fans brought it like they, they do. But, you know, we sit up, you know, not the north end zone, but the northeast edition that they put in. And, you know, you're always seeing the north end zone standing, but – I, I'm pretty sure the entire place was standing this time, yeah. like the whole game. And um, I mean, we just, they just never, they just never let up. I mean, the number of people that usually go out at halftime, it didn't seem to be that same high number of people going out at halftime, you know, mm-hmm. up, up in my section, like there were still quite a few people in their seats. I mean, just ready to go. So um, I think we, you know, I say we, but there were six false starts against North Dakota state. Um, you know, some of those like three in a row in that north end zone, you know, just keep backing them up, backing them up. Yep. Um, yeah. I mean, the fans brought it this week. It was pretty fun. Yeah. Well, and, and you said it too, just with the aspect of, um, you know, getting people in and you've seen lines and lines and lines. And, you know, when the TV went on there, it was full. And so yeah. that was nice to see. I'm sure people were trying to, you know, hey, we're on ESPN. We've got to, we've got to make sure that we are uh, all full and making sure this is a good good event. It's, but even like the, even the the guys on the announcers said back when they got back in halftime, they're like, oh, it maybe seem a little spotty, but they're just they're just coming back. You'll you'll see. Um, and so they did say something in that aspect to kind of mm-hmm. let people know, um, but. It, how much that game it'd be so interesting to kind of do like a a deep dive or, or someone do like ask these players like why or what game did you watch right because mm-hmm. you know the day after 
the couple today, we're getting transfers. We're getting see, uh, recruits. Yeah, that's, that's what I was going to say is, isn't that such an awesome recruiting tool? Oh, yeah. Um, just to hear the atmosphere, you know, on TV or to see those recruits down, you know, on the sidelines. Like, mm-hmm. there's not many FCS venues that compete with Wagres. I mean, yep. um, it's just, I don't know, it's a fun place to be. Like, where would you, why would you want to be anywhere else? on a Saturday. Um, just a fun place to be. So, and I think you're right. Like I, I was looking, you know, the, I know national signing day is Wednesday, but the number of commits just keep pouring in here. So, mm-hmm. you know, would that be the same case if one, we didn't make this deep playoff run, you know, and then two, if we weren't so exposed on ESPN two uh, this, this year, I don't know, but I think it helps a lot. Um, you know, and, it's funny too listening like again at the end of the game um and then i think it was the start of the fourth quarter you know bobby was interviewed by the espn analysis and uh or the commentators and you could tell he he uses this as a recruiting tool too like oh, he yeah. talks up, he talks up the universities it's a great place which it is yeah. but um he makes sure to get that out on national tv and i think it's just yeah it's pretty cool that you know these games are on ESPN two, and then you just have the roar of the crowd um, right there in the background and they pan across and you see the crowd just a stands full. Like, why would you want to be anywhere else on a Saturday? So exactly. Exactly. Um, any other things that you th- saw on the offense, you know, that, that kind of, I, I just feel like, like, like we have so many weapons. It's just crazy Ew. to see like, yeah, Bergen, he's going to get a lot of the credit and he, he should because he mm-hmm. caught some passes. And once he goes, man, once he gets a little bit going, it's just like, you just never know when he touches the ball, you just don't know what's going to happen. And it's yeah. so electrifying. The the people around him start playing a little bit harder. I think um, not that they're not playing harder, hard anyways, but to know that anything could happen. Uh, Fonts, I just feel like he's just on that verge of just being able to explode um, they're using Xavier Harris a little bit more, which yeah, I really love. The game. Yeah, I really love how they're using him in the uh, wide receiver and kind of having him go yeah. out and stuff, which he can use his speed and his agility with that way, um, which he could be really good in the slot. If, if you know, knock on wood, we do lose some people that I don't want to mention. I know. Uh, yeah. Could, could, could that happen? Um, but yeah, it's, it's going to be interesting. Yeah. And it's funny. You were talking about the running backs there. Cause um, I thought that Nick Osmo was the harder back to bring down for NDSU. Yeah. Uh, and actually, you know, Furman too, the little success that we had when it wasn't Clifton running, um, man, Osmo's just a hard runner, yeah. um, downhill runner, and he's hard to bring down. And I think, I thought he brought a lot of success to the running game of the offense. Um, so yeah. he brought he a, was, brings a lot to that that department, the running back department. Yeah, like, for sure. He's gonna be a big loss this next year. So I know it is. But, so, yeah, that's, yeah, go ahead. No, I was gonna say that's kind of all I had on offense, at the top of my head here. Um, yeah, but yeah. So defense. Uh, what was what's one player that that you watching the defense? You're just like, yeah, that's that's the guy that made our lives a little bit easier. Oh, man, it's hard to pick one. Yeah. Um, it is so nice to see Henry News back. 
and um, you know, governor does governor things, and he just creates so much attention where you know they're double teaming him, and he's just creating just just a mess in the middle there. But yeah. man, Braxton Hill was all over the field, and I just felt like he had some hits, and he he was there, and, and his tackling. I mean, really, all their open field tackling is awesome to watch. But um, yeah. I don't know. He was just—he just seemed to be everywhere, um, just flying to the ball. Um, so I don't know. I guess if I had to pick one, um, I'd probably go. Man, I don't know. I—I'm I, just gonna go Braxton Hill. I feel. But I just thought about Wilson just now, and I mean, they're just—they're—they just play really well together. Um, it's hard to say one name on that defense. It's just—it's a solid unit. Um, it was, I don't know. It was kind of, I was a little worried though. And I felt like they didn't even really need to throw the football. Like they were very successful. Just running up the middle on first down, they get eight yards, 11 yards. I mean, um, and they had so many like second and shorts and third and shorts that, you know, I was getting a little nervous there, but, um, you know, it was definitely that bend don't break, uh, defense that came out on Saturday. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, Governor, my goodness. Yeah. I'm going to miss watching him play ne- next mm-hmm. year. Um, this is a, a ability just to manhandle one guy and then just to manhandle two guys and just blow up things and just be a yes. monster in there. Yeah. And then just to do it for like, he does it pretty much the whole game. He does. Like, He's very he, consistent. <laughs> and, you know, people don't understand, like, oh, you know, he's not going to be able to do that against South Dakota state. Well, he's been doing it against the whole, the the whole season. So why wouldn't it Mm -hmm. be, why wouldn't he be able to do it against South Dakota state? Like uh, they're going to have to double him. Um, Riley Wilson, like seriously, like he has come on even Levi Janicaro, which he doesn't get the Mm -hmm. uh, attention. He, He was all over the places too, but yeah, Braxton Hill was a missile. I, right. I, really I get it. That. It's that linebacker spot. It's, yeah. You know, it, it's set up great for him, but I don't know. He's, he's fun to watch where yeah. I'm pretty sure NDSU remembers who Braxton Hill is, but after Saturday, but like I said, I don't know. It's hard to pick just one. Yeah. Um, I mean, the, the, it, you know, you hear the team talk about doing your one 11th all the time. And yeah. I mean, they do and they do it well. Yep. Yeah. Oh, and just one guy that doesn't get any of the credit, uh, Trajan Cotton. Like, like he mm-hmm. does a lot for our offense, or our, not our offense, our defense, um, and doesn't get the credit. I, I think that he's he's been great this year as well. Uh, but you could go up and down the whole offense or defense, goodness gracious, um, and and kind of just pick out people, which it's kind of weird too because we've had some guys kind of keep on going in there. And so, yeah, we're losing some guys, but we're also – have some guys that have gotten some experience as well. Right. Um, right. So um, kind of refreshing to see. Um, were you nervous? That first half, we were not getting pressure, and their offensive right. line was just – they did really well. They did really well, and they kind of stood us up and kind of just – Cam Miller had forever to, to yeah. throw the ball. And that was kind of that fast start too. Like they were doing whatever they wanted to do. Yeah. Um, I'm really glad we figured out a way to get pressure because 
you know, you look at a few of those, like I'm holding my breath up in my seats as a couple of those long balls are going and he yeah. just overthrows him. But then you look at it like, well, he had some pressure. Like he had, you know, he, he had to rush that throw or he had to get rid of that pretty quick um, to where like, if he had more time, he's going to drop that ball in there and you know, it's game over. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm glad we f- figured out a way to get pressure because they had some guys open downfield um, where they took shots, but he just couldn't have time to set his feet or whatever to deliver a, a, a good ball. The one hit that I remember is Braxton Hill just like hit him and he goes down on the ground and he's like in this like fetal position where he's just like, oh, oh man, it was a huge hit. Yeah. Um, he, yeah I, but, no, that's, you know, that was kind of my reasoning for kind of throwing Braxton Hill out there. Like, yeah, he, he was, he was putting on some hits and he was, he was just a menace out there. He was, yeah. he was everywhere. So, you know, in, in the second half, they did get some, some uh, pressure on the, the bison, like you said, and, and did get Cam Miller to kind of feel uncomfortable, which this year he was pretty, pretty effective, um, yeah. which last year he wasn't all that effective, which I think he's really grown as a QB that way. Uh, what were your thoughts going to the end of the end of the game, right? We were you freaking out that we were not pulling away and not able to get a first down to kind of like let the clock die? Yeah, yeah, but I didn't necessarily hate the play calling as much as I did in that Furman game with the conservative play calling where we just, you know, three and out, give it back to him. Like I felt like it was, I felt like there were, there were more opportunity to pick up that first down. Um, it wasn't just run up the middle three times and then punt it away. You know, I felt mm-hmm. like, um, so I don't know, I guess nervous. Yes. But like, I wasn't as frustrated with that. The thing I was frustrated about wasn't even on the offensive side. It was, you know, defense, that number nine quarterback that they bring in. Yeah. I want to go back and watch the game and just see how many times he didn't keep the ball because every time he was in there, I feel like he was the guy and he'd pick up mm-hmm. big yardage. Oh, you know, yeah. so like that was that was kind of frustrating. It's like, well, here's nine at quarterback. You know what he's gonna, you know, it's it's yeah. him. Follow him. Spy on him. Well, but, it was and yeah. it was like either way, like like he he, he didn't throw the ball. He might no. have handed it off, but and that's what I want to go back and look at. I don't even know if he did. Like maybe once or twice. Right. Yeah. He, either he got like nothing, like one or two yards, or he got like 10, 15, 20 yards. He did. Yeah. Like yeah. Like that that overtime. Touchdown. Like he was not, that wasn't even touched. Like he was just gone. Mm-hmm. So that was, yeah, I don't know. It was, you know, looking back on it, the defense gave up, you know, a big yardage chunk and then had a big play. It had yeah. a big defensive stance for that. So I don't know. I can't be too frustrated with it, but just looking back on it, I was like, man, that number nine, like every time he had the ball, yep. like he would, yeah, he'd make he's something a, happen. He's a big guy. On the, on the, uh, ESPN, they would say that the, he's the the North Dakota State Tim Tebow. I heard somebody <laughs> reference that. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, he was like two thirty, two thirty five. So um, I'm sure that he'll play a lot more next year. But uh, right. yeah, going into that, you know, second overtime, mm-hmm. uh, I was I was pleasantly surprised. You know, the last game. We didn't win the the toss, and they had to go, def- or they had to go be on offense, right? So this mm-hmm. this week we won the toss, 
and they elected to play defense, which it, that that's what Bobby's going to do no matter what. He's always going to do that. Yeah. Um, and so I, I thought it was a, a good gamble. We finally won a toss, which was always nice to see <laughs> because it feels like we never do. Right. Uh, but were you nervous? What, what were your thoughts going into overtime again? Uh, what were your thoughts going into overtime? Um, I wasn't very optimistic, but it was more so just knowing how good um, North Dakota State is in the red zone. Yeah. Um, and just seeing some of the issues we had against their running game. Um, yeah, I was I was not feeling good. I was like, man, this isn't a team we want to go to overtime with. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I guess it worked out. But yeah, that's kind of what I was thinking. But it was kind of interesting. So it's a coin flip, you know. Um, when we, uh, we won the toss, so we elected to go on defense first. Um, and everybody knew they were going to the South end zone. Like you see people like trickle from their seats and running down, trying to get to the North or to the South end zone for it. So, um, yeah, I don't, it, it didn't matter. I, that was a thing too. I, I got really nervous after their first play again. No, it wasn't, I think it was yeah. number nine again, yep. Yep. runs it to the house. So, yep. 25 um, yards. Yeah, so I was a little pessimistic going into overtime. I was really pessimistic going into the second overtime. Um, but yeah, it was it was fun though. It was fun to be at. Yeah, you know the one pass that you know that McDowell did uh, see and, and throw a really good one was that kind of flare out to Bergen where he just took it and uh, we scored on that one mm-hmm. to, to tie it up. Uh, which was nice. And I think that was where you were kind of nervous about the, the extra point. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Trying to make that, that 23, 23 all game, uh, yes. which I didn't think, I thought they would have like, sw- like done another coin toss, but they don't, they go, mm-hmm. whoever had it last gets it again. Right. Right. Uh, but which, you switch ends of the field. Yeah. But if you're the home team, that doesn't really matter. It, it, if you s- score second, you get the ball right back. You're feeling pretty good, which you are, you, you know, you're, you're feeling really good. Um, and so then we, we get Eli Gilman uh, look like his old self, that 13 yard run, basically no one really touched him um, yeah. to get that 29, the pass, right? <laughs> Have you ever seen someone get a, a face mask and turn their head around, but still go through it? Have them enough like awareness to throw it, which wasn't a bad pass, but it got deflected. And then Keelan White, I have no clue how he catches that ball in that batter mess of, of a lot of people in the end zone. Uh, amazing play. Well, yeah. How loud I, was it when that happened? Well, and that was another thing I was talking about too with Junior Bergen and his offensive play. And I, you know, was it a great ball throw? I don't, I don't know because I. I don't know when you looked when you were watching it. I couldn't tell if he was like trying to throw it because Xavier Harris was was also running uh, to that um, east side. Um, he was just in front of uh, where White was. So I don't know which one he was trying to throw it to. But what was cool about that play is he talked about it in the press conference at the end of the game too, where he's like, "I knew he grasped my face mask, so I knew I had a free play." So so one the like you said the wherewithal to stay on your feet, but then two, to have that quick mindset of like, okay, free play, let's at least give it a chance and throw it up yep. there was pretty impressive. Um, 
which I, and I know it was tipped, so I don't know which one he was trying to throw it to. It looked more online kind of with um, Xavier Harris until it got tipped up. So, um, yeah, just the, the football IQ there to yeah. in a split second while keeping on your feet, you know, you got a free play and just throw it up and give your guy a chance. It was pretty awesome. As, as far as loudness goes, I felt like the loudest it was was when Junior ran that punt return back again. Okay. Um, it, it, it was loud. I mean, it was loud the whole game, but yeah. that's when I really just kind of like stopped. I, I just kind of stopped cheering and just kind of took it all in um, and just listened to it just erupt. Um, it was, it was, yeah, that's probably, if I had to guess, that's when I'd say it was the loudest, but, um, oh, it, it was also, I was also jumping up and down like a little schoolgirl after <laughs> so, um, it very well could have been louder than I wasn't paying attention to it. Um, <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it, yeah, it was a fun game. It was a stressful game. I think there was 50 some seconds left when, uh, North Dakota state came down and tied it up. And that was about the time my wife took my four-year-old was like, all right, we're going to walk back to the truck. This is too stressful. I'm not sticking around for this. <laughs> so, um, you know, it, yeah, it was stressful, but it was, it was fun. I would say if I, okay. So to put this into perspective, like you and I went to the app state game in 09. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that was probably my favorite game up until this one. Okay. Um, and, this one was just for the fact of like, yeah, when, and yeah, it's a more recent game. So, so maybe um, that's playing a little bit into my, my voting. This one is my best, my favorite game I've been to, yeah. but um, a double overtime game, you're playing, you know, just kind of like app state at the time in 09. Um, you're playing the bison who, like you said, you know, to be the best, you got to beat the best. And yeah, North or South Dakota state's that right now, but this is, this is a program like they, yeah. they know what they're doing. Um, they're a powerhouse too. And um, I don't know, just the magnitude of it. And then, you know, just being there with both my kids and my wife to, to take it in, like that was a little extra special too, but um, yeah, it was, it, it had a little bit of everything to it, you know? So it was, it was fun. Jealous, um, jealous. Yeah, it was, it was good. It was best 35 bucks I've ever spent. That that um, and that's that's what's insane is it was thirty five bucks to like right? that right there, yeah. suck it, good. tick advisor or whatever it's called, uh, yeah. whatever StubHub, um, <laughs> yeah, I know, but uh, yeah, it that was amazing. Um, the Junior Bergen punt return, I think I've watched that so many times after that. Just the fact that he almost stops, like literally, almost stops in the middle of like punt returning it and then goes it's amazing yeah. just the lateral speed of that guy um and just the blocks sawyer mm -hmm. taking two guys out um, he's been on fire doing that oh, too because didn't he have a big block in the um firm game too yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. so Sawyer that's a guy that next year you, you got to keep your eye on too just because Usually, those guys that are playing well on the you know special teams are the guys that you're going to see next year mm -hmm. out on the field. So definitely keep your eye out on him. But uh, what what did you what were your thoughts? You know, I, I, you've had some time to think about it and maybe even go back and, and look at it. Um, I it was weird. It's weird on the ESPN because when North Dakota State is is running their two point conversion. <laughs> 
it's almost like there's a flag, like, like there's a, like a stall in it. And then you hear this, no, on the, the ruling, the field, on, the ruling is, is uh, interception. Yeah. And then all you hear, oh, sorry. Is, yeah. Interception. yeah. And then you just, all you hear is boom, boom, like fireworks are going off. Mm-hmm. Everybody rushes the field and it's it's gonna you're gonna have two sides say two different things, right? So was there pass interference? Was he falling down? Was he engaged? You know, like a tight end or, or a wide receiver engaging with someone. That whole game they were letting them play, which I was really happy for. Yeah, this is such a big game. You gotta let people play um, on both sides. Um, what were your thoughts, man? So when I saw it live. There was a Bison fan sitting pretty close to me, like a like one row in front, a couple seats over, and I heard him say, "That's pass interference." And that moment, I was like, "He's right." Oh no! What? <laughs> <laughs> so, like, I'm just like doing this because like everybody else is cheering and everything. I'm like, I don't know. Are they gonna call him? Are they gonna call it? Um, and then, like I said, fireworks went off. Students were just rushing the field, so I don't know. Maybe they're like, "Well, this is too much to clean up. Screw it. Touchdown." Or, <laughs> um or done but but um looking back on it like i would say that's not pass interference i would say if there was any call it would have been a holding call which i know it still would have given them another shot however somebody posted this today earlier if you and i kind of saw it too um in in some videos that i saw on facebook of it in real time but it almost looks like they're um it must have been their tight end that was that was out for that route. But it almost looks like he pulls down on Corbin Walker's arms mm-hmm. um, to where it's like, that could almost be offensive. And then I watched um, somebody posted a slow-mo video of it, and it does look initiated by the tight end. And I, I don't – I'm not trying to put on maroon glasses here, but it did kind of look initiated, you know, by the tight end to where – watching it over and over again on, on social media, I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm feeling more, more okay with it than I was watching it live. Cause watching it live. Yeah. I was like, eh, that, that looks like there's something there as a Grizz fan. If that was us, I would have been pissed. Oh, yeah, okay. didn't call anything, you know, but <laughs> you know, looking back on it on social media, you know, I, I'm okay with it. I, th- I think it was the right call. So to speak, what'd you think? Well, at first I thought I'm like, Oh crap. Because like the the even the announcers were like, well, um, oh, he intercepted it. It's a call. This interception. It was like very like stalled out. Like they're waiting for a flag. Yeah. And then it was like, oh no, yeah. And it was just like, what? What just happened? Like I had to like right. look around and like, yeah. is it over? Like seriously, yeah. I had to pinch myself. But it did like the first glance that you're not like looking at it like shot by shot it did look like pass interference and i'm like oh man we got away with on i did the same kind of thing you did uh mike that uh i, I looked at some of the slow-mos it did look like he was initiating it and then you see the tight end or the, the tight end walker. yeah okay yeah and then walker kind of like brushed him off and then he went right to the spot where it was going to be um mm-hmm. and i i've heard that that the how they knew what play where they were going to run because they had ran it I don't. I think it was like a year, a year before or something like that. So he knew what they were going to run, um, and so uh, it, it was something that was 
bang, bang. And I, I think that you look at the whole game and they, they weren't really calling it unless it was egregious and it was really hurting the other side or, or, or them catching the ball. He could have went through it and pushed him away and, and, and still, you know, got up and, and probably caught that ball. Uh, mm-hmm. But he didn't uh, looking, was looking around for, for the flag. And, and um, yeah, it, I don't, I don't even know if he would have caught it caught it either because they're well they're yeah tight ends. their tight ends did not catch the ball at all sure sure <laughs> they dropped so many passes yeah no so. yeah no yeah you never you don't know what's going to happen but um yeah even you know even if they would have called it who knows what would have happened on the retry yeah you know yeah, but um but yeah i don't know i mean like i said i would have been furious if it was the other way around in the stadium yeah but Rewatching it, you know, in slow mo, I was like, okay, <laughs> I'm. I wouldn't be as furious if that was my team. I guess now watching that, but I and I gotta say this too. Like, like I said, I was sitting around some Bison fans. Like, not once after the game did they start complaining about it. Like, they're just like, yeah, like I got some fist bumps out of there. Like, you know, awesome game. Yeah, but um, so they're they're fun. Like, we we were. Um, you know, we took the kids, the grids walk and, and everything. So, um, and usually, um, uh, my wife's parents tailgate, but they were in Minnesota, but so they weren't there, but, um, so we just had some extra time before we went into the game and just walking around and, um, yeah, I don't know. I was, I was kind of impressed with the, with the Bison fans. Like they were, they were pretty cool people. Um, yeah. a lot of them out there. And like I said, not one of them complained about any, any calls in the game or anything like that, but, oh, speaking of calls, um, how about the, and I know we're kind of jumping all over the place here, yeah. but how about the, um, uh, roughing the kicker on, on the punts in the third <laughs> quarter? Um, I loved, I loved how he like faked it and like totally was like smiling and like looked up and like, what, <laughs> like when he knew he got it, he like stepped up and was like, oh yeah, I'm good. Was he smiling when he got it? Oh, up? he was, he was totally smiling ear to ear. And like the ref looked at him and was like, yeah, you got mm-hmm. it. It's okay. You're, you're good. Yeah. Oh, I saw him pop up. I'm like, okay, all right, good. You know, yeah. good acting job. But I don't even. He probably didn't even need to act. It, it looked like it was the right oh, yeah. call. You know, well, regardless then, if he's hurt or not. Yeah. But, they even they even went back and like did the replay. They're like, oh, nice acting job. And then one of the main guys was like, "Dang, he didn't really need to act for that. He got hit. Yeah. Like, he got hit pretty hard. And so it was right. good that he didn't get hurt. But right, he did the get penalty's hit. not." the penalty is not dependent on if you get hurt or not. No, so, no. but I get it. Sell it a little bit, you know, yeah. but if it was B, I'd, you know, I'd, I'd make him bring a cart out and cart me off. <laughs> there you go. Like, why not? Op- if you're going to op- sell op- it. <laughs> why not? Like the offensive but, charge uh, in basketball, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. But yeah, no, that was, that was, you know, something. And then, um, their, their fake punt on their end, um, yeah. Man, that was a little scary there. Like they, and then the late hit out of bounds. Um, man, oh, they, I mean, they I, get an extra what fifteen yards on that too. Yeah, that's but, twice in, in in a row too because we did that against Furman too. Yeah, yeah, that was a that was a scary moment. You know, he asked me if I was nervous. I was really nervous after that. <laughs> like our defense did their job, and then they're they're back at it. So. I was really impressed by our, our our punt coverage that how they reacted so quick because it looked like there was no one on that side and it was like 
they, they got some good yardage, but it closed up pretty quick. Mm-hmm. Um, because at first I was like, oh, there's no one in front. That, that's a touchdown. Like, there was no one. Sure. Um, but, yeah. Can I, uh, I, I got to say, too, when you're talking about the punting and stuff, um, whether it be mainly kickoff, I think it was kickoffs now, not punts, but every time we kicked off and it went into the end zone or their guy called a fair catch, like the the crowd just went nuts booing them, like yeah. just daring them to bring it out. And I just love that playing mind games with them a little bit. Yeah. And it, like I said, I couldn't, I didn't make the Furman game uh, last week, but the announcers mentioned that they're like, man, this guy, this, this, this uh, crowd's relentless. They even boo you when you fair catch it or, yeah. you know, like I'd love that. I'm not a big fan of like booing the team when they come out um, just because I think that kind of, you know, you, you look at bulletin board material, or whatever. I think that kind of fires them up a little bit. Like, all right, I love yeah. this. This great environment. But when you're booing him, when he fair catches it, or you know, just takes the touch back, I love it. Yeah, yeah, you could definitely hear it too on on the replay or the on the broadcast too. So uh, it was awesome. Yeah. Uh, any last thoughts, Mike? Uh, any last thoughts on the game? Oh man, um, I don't know. It was just a fun game, and like. It was kind of cool, like I said, going on social media the day after on Victory Sunday and just kind of looking at a lot of the posts and everything. Like, there were some cool shots with players with the fireworks in the background. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if you saw the picture from the M that a photographer took. Oh, but, yeah. Uh, yeah, wasn't that cool? So I mean, Brian Christensen, I was going to mention it because mm-hmm. uh, Brian Christensen photography, if you guys have not seen that, it was so cool because the, the, you got the inversion kind of what happening, but you kind of mm-hmm. see like the stadium kind of through it all. Uh, it was a beautiful, beautiful uh, picture. I even thought like it should be like come to Montana or be a Grizz where sky is the limit. Like that would be a good poster for, you know, getting people here or even for like the big sky, like sky is the limit, right? I was um, thinking like <laughs> the field of dreams for the baseball players. Like, is this heaven? And then Kevin Costner. Like, no, <laughs> that would be right. a good one too. No, it's Montana. But, <laughs> yeah, um, that would be a really yeah, good one. Right. But is he the same photographer that did the picture of the F-18s flying over um, the Chris Cat game where we couldn't see him, but we could hear him? Oh, yeah. You could definitely hear him. Uh, let me kind of look. This is curious because that was a cool picture too. He's on a roll. He should just stay up there for for yeah. these games. But um, sorry, people. I'm I'm looking. Gosh, that's such a good photo. It might take me a little bit. No worries. And then the other one. I don't know if you saw the video. It had to have been after the interception on that two point conversion. But I mean, it was right right next to the cannon where um corbin walker and i don't know who the other player was if it was jackson or who it was but comes over and they five right simultaneously as the oh yes yes i've watched that like 15 times which is so fun to watch so one of the new uh recruits that's going to be signing on the 20th yeah uh, brooks davis um use that in his like just like coming out of like hey i'm recruit i'm committing to montana um and I that that was amazing. Just like how they slap hands, and right when they slap hands, um, it yeah, it goes off. Which I'm so glad that that guy didn't get hurt. Like the guy that was like in front of it. Did you see the guy in front of it? No. <laughs> oh yeah, there was a guy, like not like directly in front of it, but like 
to the side of it that was like, whoa, what the heck? Oh. Um, so yeah, it, it was it was something <laughs> that probably they weren't like ready for that it just kind of happened. Like, maybe there somebody was a little trigger happy. Well, um, at the half, it was I was laughing. I uh, I think um, there was a I don't know what he is if he's just a manager or what, but he's there. You know, the halves of the the kickers and the punters come back out, and you know they're kicking and punting. And he's catching balls um, in the end zone or in the back of the end zone um, for NDSU, and they do the five minute warning with the cannon, and it was a loud one on Saturday. I mean, they, they definitely wanted people back in their seats, but it, it was a loud one, but he went back to catch a ball and he's kind of standing like not too close to it, but like in a line of projection of where, where, where that stuff's going. But, um, I think he took it a little personal cause they shot it and he just like stares down the cannon. Like he had, you know, he's kind of forgotten about his job back there shanking balls. And, and he's just back there and he kind of looks a little angry at the, at the boom crew there. Um, the ROTC <laughs> back there for that. So I don't think he knew, you know, what, why they did that. I think he thought they did it on purpose just to scare him. But yeah, um, yeah he took that a little personal. <laughs> he was back there. It was pretty funny, but that was my halftime entertainment. Yeah. Um, yeah but. So I know. can't really find the one that um, you're talking about. I can find the, the recent one, mm -hmm. um, which his, uh, his, 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 online site is brian christian brian christensen photography.com you can get that um print and you can get it on canvas and and have it a couple different sizes yeah. um and they run they range from like 50 to 150 um which some of the stuff on, he has on here is is really cool some beautiful yeah. photography like just like outside stuff stuff of the university of montana and um yeah, it, it it's it's really cool, really cool. So definitely go check his stuff out. Um, really cool stuff there. Uh, I can't find the print, um, but also I wanted to kind of mention, guys. You know, we, we were going to talk about this anyways. Like Mike, we, we talked about NLI, right? We had a side conversation of like NIL, yeah, finish, uh, of how this is just affecting everything, right? And you know, there are some things that, you know, we're trying to get our platform, good old Grizzlies, uh, off and going. So if you guys have not checked out goodoldgrizzlies.com, uh, definitely do that. You can sign up for free and then you can choose to, you know, basically uh, do a donation excuse me, and then also do a, uh, a monthly gift too. And so you can go anywhere. There's different plans. Um, they start at like $11 a month and they go all the way up to $250 a month. Um, and so those are the individual plans, but then they've got the business membership as well, um, which they have the gold, platinum and diamond. Um, and so they're trying to get stuff going on that. I think it, and Mike and I have had conversations where this is just where it's going. If we want to keep really? our talent and not be the minor league system of these huge mega million dollar um, football programs where they're shelling out anywhere from, and this is a real number, 250 to three fourths of a quarter of a million dollars. Like 
um, three fourths of a million dollars for FCS players, um, you're going to have to you're going to have to do something. Because um, who in their right mind, a 18, 19, 20 year old kid, would pass up two hundred fifty thousand dollars? Yeah, seven hundred and fifty thousand dollars. Like, yeah, I, I could love Missoula, but man, that that's going to set me up after football pretty well. And you hear some of the rumors of some of these players getting offered that, and it goes back to like you know on the drive home, it's like how do we keep Junior Bergen or <laughs> you know Eli Eli Gilman? It's like yeah. man, I mean, the offers that they probably must that they probably are getting, it, yeah, I can't even imagine, but. I don't know. Hopefully, uh, supposed to be getting right. Yeah, they're, What's that? well, they're all these big schools. They they can't make contact with them, so they. Well, I was gonna hire, say they illegal, hire these, but, yeah, they, yeah, they hire these third party like to do the like intermediary like stuff, uh, which is crazy. Yeah. Um, How long but, do you think that continues before the NCAA steps in? Like, okay, we got to We got to throw some more regulations in on this because it's getting out of hand. Well, there's already some regulations where the president has kind of said that he's proposed kind of different divisions where, um, and it's just, I think, still in the kind of infant stages where there would be like a program where they, like the big up and ups, half of their program would be getting like $50,000 a year. And then they'd be able to get their own other endorsements elsewhere but that would be from the school um i think you've got to wait till a lot of these other private kind of because there's some court cases going on right now too that are going to play an effect with this as well um with this and so i I think that the nca is scrambling a little bit to kind of get ahead of it (laughs) because they they know that they're going to have to do something this has gone long enough where they've made billions and billions of dollars and they haven't given any of it to the people that made them the billions. Um, and, and in some cases, like you look at football, right? You like at the college football, like the schools got paid. Um, and, you know, some of the players got some things and whatnot, but not even money. But you look at how it is just not equal, right? right. You look at the, like the, men's NCA tournament and the women's NCA tournament, like just the differences. And then you look at like college volleyball versus college wrestling. It's just, it's not, not the same, which yeah. I don't know if you can, right. Your bigger sports don't, if you bring in more money, I don't know if they can be the same, but that's a, like another whole different topic, but right. Yeah. Getting off topic here, but no, I just, yeah. After that game, I was like, man, I hope, we can hang on to a yeah. couple of these players that I'm sure are just getting some under the table offers. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, I guess, you know, asking about anything else on the game, but just kind of a final thought on it was, you know, at the end of the game, um, you know, they took those goalposts down right away. It's a good thing they did because <laughs> those fans were jumping over the edge to get out on that field. And it was just flooding with people. But uh, my oldest daughter and I, we stayed for the whole game. Unlike my wife and four-year-old, Oh, um, they saw a lot of the game though. Like when they left with 50 seconds left. My wife was like, yeah, we stopped at like different places. The tailgate that had the game on the TVs, you know? So we watched as we walked back to the truck. But um, anyway, no, is, is why my, my oldest daughter and I were there. I was looked at, I was like, take this in because this has not happened here since 2009. Yeah. So just take this in. Cause this doesn't happen every day. 
No. Um, so that was, I don't know. It was just kind of a cool moment uh, to watch. Um, just, just to reflect back on the season. Like I, I was one of those naysayers, you know, after um, Northern Arizona, even after the Idaho state game, I still was just like, oh, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> this is going to be a long year. And then, just to flip it around and turn it around to get to this point in the season um, where you earn that number two seed and then you hold up to it and you win throughout the playoffs. Um, yeah. It was just, it's just been a real fun season to watch kind of just unfold. Um, yeah. yeah. I guess those are kind of my, my final thoughts of when I was just watching, you know, people, not even just the student section, like there's, you know, Grown people, people. <laughs> oh yeah, older than me jumping off the edge there, and they made it. They made it. <laughs> they made it to the ground, and both limbs still intact, and took off to the middle of the field. So that was awesome. Yeah, like, and I, I don't. If you're lying to yourself that you thought after that NAU game that you thought we could make it to the championship game, I think you're full of it. Because I, I, I only think the players inside inside that locker room probably knew that that they could change it around and flip it around it it would it would really be hard to kind of oh yeah i believed in it like i don't i don't believe that that's that's a little bs i think um yeah. but it, it was a, an amazing turnaround um and to beat the neighbors by 30 points 37 to 7 uh the way that it happened uh was amazing um and uh, yeah, it was, it's awesome. I, I love being able to go to work and kind of rub it into uh, neighbor fans. Sure. So. And I'm even sitting here like thinking about that now. I was like, man, how did Hauk finish third in the coach of the year? I know, right? With, with that storyline and that turnaround of the year. But yeah, I, I don't know. And I don't well, even know the coach he lost, like the coach that won it. Who, he'll get to play won? him. He'll get to play him. Oh, is it the South Dakota State coach that won it? Okay. <laughs> yeah. I didn't. Yeah. I didn't know who Roger, won it. But. Rogers right. won it. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So he'll get well, a plan. There's that. Then I guess that's. Yep. That's fair. That's <laughs> fair. <laughs> he did go undefeated. Uh, right. I mean, they're playing on national level. champions, but he did inherit a lot of those guys. That's but, uh, true. That is very true. You know, like, did he have like a lot to do with it? All right. Yeah, maybe. And I mean, yeah, I want to see a coach that has like help to turn it around a little bit oh, yeah. where you know you don't have a great showing against butler uh you narrowly escape ferris state i mean yeah. and then you lose the nau idaho state was a lackluster win and then just to turn it around and turn it on i mean yeah. to me that's really impressive yeah but yeah and, and then the who took that you won that? those games the fashion that you won those games too yeah 40 they weren't even close 40 to nothing right. 35 right. to 7 yeah yeah. So, who yeah. took who took second in that coach of the year award? Uh, let me look. FedEx. I think it's called the FedEx, right? Coach of the year. I don't remember. I don't know. I'll I was kind of surprised it was out already. Well, usually I thought that they did it like right when they um yeah like down and like right before the they, game or at the game right but, uh, because they take them with them. Yeah, like yeah. I remember the year Trey Lance won the Walter Payton Award. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Was it Jerry Weiss or Walter Payton Award? I think it was. I don't know. But I don't know. Jerry Rice, maybe. Whichever award he won, like yeah. he wasn't there that night because he was preparing for the game the next day, right? Like mm-hmm. I thought they did that too. Like they did it the night that awards banquet the night before the championship game. But which I don't know. 
I kind of like that because would that would would Bobby Hauk have been higher up on that list um, that he did make that run all the way to the championship game? I don't know, but um, I don't. Yeah, I don't know timing on when when the voting happened versus when it's happened in the past. You know, just that later award ceremony or not. But um, yeah. Trying to find it here, but yeah, and I was just curious, not a big deal. I found like the coaches that are in it, um, the finalists. Um, but yeah, Hmm. I found I found the finalists. I'll have to look at that up, but um, yeah, it it was definitely it, it's it's crazy, right? They the the Awards definitely kind of ran kind of through, and, and we got a lot of the awards. And, and ultimately, like I think that we we deserved it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's kind of it's hard that that Gilman has had kind of two hard games, and I think that people are kind of ragging on him um, because he, you know freshman of the year, and, and he hasn't really done that 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 great. But he's had probably two good defenses. Yeah, and, I mean having his number yeah and nobody had success running against Furman um you know I and this one too like like you said there there were a couple parts where it looked like he was hurting a little bit and his back was bugging him a little bit um I mean he still had two touchdowns in that game I don't know what he had for yards but um yeah I'm not worried about him I think he's he's just fine (laughs) he's gonna be just fine but yeah so I will say yeah Oh, I was just going to say, I have seen some comments on Facebook, you know, about the whole debacle tickets was and how, you know, people were talking about, you know, we need a stadium expansion. And, you know, just being at these games when they're a sellout or near sellout, if, if if they expand anything, they need just some maybe wider aisles to walk in and more bathrooms and more concessions because, man, does it get tight in there, like, yeah, I'm not complaining. I'm just, you know, it's great to have everybody there, but there, I know people are looking at more seats, but they got to, I think if they expand, they got to go with more bathrooms, wider concourse. Yeah. And um, yeah, maybe, I, and I guess not even more concessions, but maybe open all the stands up too, you know? Yeah. And I think the, before that even happens, I think what will happen more, the, the money, right. You got to follow the money. You I think do. you're gonna see you're gonna see boxes, right? You're gonna see more boxes. Which like Asim's talked about too. Yeah, yeah. The, and then know, also just the the communications area where you're if you have ESPN two, like they were crunched in there. They um, were, which is not great yeah. <laughs> to, to have well, your coaches in there and stuff as well. So it's pretty pretty. And that's, you know, people are like, no, don't go tailgate at halftime. you got to stay in the stadium. Well, if you do, nobody's – I mean, you're going to have just as many people not back in their seats because they're busy waiting in lines. Like, yeah. I, I've got it down to a T a little bit. Like, I tell my kids, like, all right, we're going to the bathroom now before the game starts because we're not leaving once the game yeah. starts. You yeah. know, like, concessions, fine. We'll get whatever we want before the game. But after the game starts, we're not going back to the concessions again. Mm-hmm. Um, but – yeah, I don't know. It was just a little something I saw on Facebook too about yeah. you know stadium expansion. But um, yeah, it's hard to hard to move around in there once you're in there. So, well, and this is nuts, right? So you look at uh, 
19,000 season ticket holders, right? And you're one of them, right, Mike? So Toyota Field is like oh, barely over 20,000. Yeah. So what we were, I was on a podcast, the FCS Fans Nation podcast last night. Uh, what do you think the split is going to be for Montana SDSU? Oh, I think there's going to be far more SDSU fans there. You really think? Do you think so? I do. Um, and the reason okay. why is like, how many Grizz fans were confident enough to buy tickets to get down there, you know, early on in the season versus South Dakota State fans? Like, I feel yeah. like I feel like they've had more time to get their seats to 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 make the arrangements to get down there. Um, yeah. But I'll say this, and I was actually thinking about this today. So in 2009, when we played Villanova for the national championship, I went to Chattanooga for that game. It was kind of by chance. I, I wasn't there for the game. I was actually coming back with a, uh, with my uh, old EMT boss. We had to pick up an ambulance down in Orlando, and we're driving back. And before we flew out of Billings to fly down to Orlando, I was like, hey, the, the championship game is through Chattanooga for going through there. And I was – kind of being serious and he kind of thought I was joking, you know, he just kind of laughed it off. I was like, no, I'm kind of being serious. But, um, <laughs> but anyway, and I don't know, I mean, he was more stressed about getting an ambulance. I mean, he, he had work to do. I was just there along for the ride. But um, he, uh, I remember we were in Atlanta at the time and then he's like, so when's that Grizz game? <laughs> so we ended up going, but uh, it was just weird because like, it was a last minute thing. Like, yeah, let me see if I can get on, like get tickets. They were cheap tickets. Yep. You can get tickets. I mean, we drove, you know, to Chattanooga for the game, paid $10 to park, walked into the game, and there really wasn't a lot of people in the stands uh, at all. In fact, you know, I guess at that point I was pretty naive to FCS football still to where I didn't really realize how special Wagres was because, like, this is a national championship. It was kind of a snoozer, kind of a yeah. kind of an atmosphere, you know. Um, but I guess what I'm getting at was it's – I kind of feel like – FCS football still kind of on the rise, just kind of comparing what it looked like in 2009. Like it was easy to get tickets. Like there were so many empty seats at Chattanooga. Mm -hmm. And granted, I don't know what the seating capacity was at Chattanooga versus Toyota Stadium. But the fact that you're seeing people online like, hey, how do I get seats? How do I get seats? Are there any seats available still? And the amount of money people are willing to throw down to get to this game. Like, I don't know. I feel like FCS football is on the rise as far as excitement goes now compared to where it was in 2009. So yeah. it is kind of cool to see, um, even though you have, you know, like these teams leaving for other conferences, you know, we lost, we lost app state, you know, that who we beat in that semifinal game in 2009, you know, you know, yeah. um, Sam, uh, Sam Houston state, like, yeah, there's these teams leaving James Madison, but I don't know. It just seems like the excitement's still there and the, and the want is, is on the rise. Like it's harder to get tickets to these games. It's not like 2009 where you can just drive up and get a ticket last minute and go into the game. So, yeah. And I just think that the fan base, like the Grizz fan base, Grizz nation, like you haven't been there for since 2009. Oh, absolutely. You're yeah. going to have a big, pretty big contingent of Grizz fans, no matter when it is. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's going to be interesting if it's, 45 50 or, or 55 45 or whatever but i think it's going to be 
pretty close to 50 50 but I, i'm hoping that it would be 55 45 for grizz nation but yeah um i mean i would, would love awesome. to see it i just yeah. i don't know i don't know just looking at people and the reason i said is like like i said looking around at the people looking for tickets right now um it seems like there's a pretty high demand for a low amount of tickets yeah and i i just feel like south dakota state kind of has a lot of those tickets already secured up and there's not a lot out there for Grizz fans to get their hands on. I don't know. Yeah, um, it'll be interesting to see. Yeah, it will. I, yeah, for sure. Um, I had another thought. I lost it, but it's all right. No, no problem. So on that note, um, FCS Fanzation, our, our network that we're a part of, is is doing something pretty cool, guys. Um, and it kind of fell in my lap, uh, in, in our lap. Um, they are doing a charity fundraiser uh for the podcast they are going to try to get us to uh the national championship game uh and so they are doing a fundraiser for us uh to get us there and whatever we raise after you know our expenses and and whatnot they're we're, they're going to donate to a charity um and the charity is is the food group here in wyoming um and so they did this in 2021 and they raised over twenty thousand dollars so uh if we don't make that they want they want to make that twenty five hundred dollar like uh like level after that if it happens it happens if it doesn't no matter what the money is it doesn't go to me it's going to charity so if we don't make that that hit that mark it's going to go all of it's going to charity um if we do make that mark whatever is after that it's going to go to to charity as well so um thought it was kind of cool that they they were willing to do that uh i was not expecting it at all so uh definitely if you guys can that would be great so some good uh charity cause um but yeah that was kind of cool so yeah i'm gonna be so jealous if you get to go <laughs> Uh, um, yeah, just like uh, when you were in the, uh, 2009, yeah, I was like jealous too. So, stay <laughs> back. Um, you guys should do a live podcast if you're down there because that's what we want to do. Luke's going, right? Oh, yeah, Luke like was like on it and like he had it before I was even like, yeah, I'll, I'll try to you know figure out, but no, he already the alumni uh, association. If you're an alumni, you can get tickets where they're trying to sell tickets right now. And mm-hmm. so there's different packages that you can get. Um, and so if you're an alumni and trying to find it, you know, definitely go to the, uh, the alumni association. They can get you tickets per different packages and, and whatever you want. So, uh, but yeah, it, it, it's, it's kind of cool. So. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. I did think of the other thing I was going to ask you too. Yes. Um, so with the season that we had, how big of an increase in season tickets do you see next year? Oh, see, and that's a good question. Like, I don't know. There's so many things that kind of play a part in that, right? So how do we well, finish, right? The other question, too, with that is, yeah, I mean, you're right, how we finish. But I don't even know what the cutoff is before they say we have no more season tickets. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. Back in the day, like there was always this waiting period to even get on for season tickets. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm curious what the cutoff is, but but anyway, yeah, I mean, yeah, so like you're saying, depends how we finish, it depends on how we finish, who leaves, right? Who leaves and who stays. 
Um, yeah. And that's that's coaching and that's players. Did um, you? Okay, I got another question for you after yeah. that. Alex, you brought that up, but go yeah. ahead. Um, so I, I think that that it kind of p- depends on on what happens, right? So if if we lose by a lot, which I I don't I I don't think we're gonna lose by a lot. Um, I think we had to play our best game to beat that Jackrabbit team because they're 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 legit. <laughs> yeah, they're- um, and so uh, yeah, I I think I think you'll see an uprise. I think you'll see an uptick um, in tickets, which. That's just nuts. Nineteen thousand plus season ticket holders um, is definitely going to help the, the athletic yeah. department. Mm-hmm. And I wonder, uh, you know, like run. if I'm if I have my athletic director hat on, mm-hmm. like it's it's one of those things. Like, where do you make that cutoff for how many season tickets you'll host? Because on one hand, if it's unlimited, you're making great money. Mm-hmm. Right. Like you're buying all those tickets. But on the other hand, you know, limiting those non-season ticket holders in that you're growing Grizz Nation, so to speak, you know, getting people to games. I don't know. Like, yeah, I wonder where they cut that off. And and that, you know, what, what, I mean, I'm sure there's a benefit to cutting it off and growing Grizz Nation, getting people yeah. in to that stadium who's not usually there. Um but yeah, I mean, it's like guaranteed money. <laughs> well, that's, that's, that's a yeah, that's a hard problem to have, right? Like, I, I don't think you cut it off. You just you try to get as much as you can, and then after the fact, then you say, okay, this is how much we have. I, I, I as a athletic athletic director, I don't think you should cut it off. Like, it, especially if you're Montana or the neighbors, like you can't. Like that's how you get your money for athletics is, is but obviously they did in the past if they had like a wait list for season tickets. See, I and I don't remember they had a wait list for season tickets. I or was that like, just maybe wait- I'm making this up, but I feel like yeah, that they had a there was like a, a wait list to get on hmm, that's for season tickets. But we'll have to um, get Ken Haslam on here and answer those questions. Yeah, I mean yeah, maybe somebody out there knows, but yeah. um but yeah, no, it was just a thought too. Um, but no, since you brought it up about yeah. who, you know, who leaves and you brought up coaches, that was another thing I saw a lot of buzz about on Facebook was people maybe overreacting is the right word to, uh, Bobby Houck's interview, I guess, after the game on ESPN. Um, it kind of hit me in the face. Like, not honestly, like you hear the words and you're like, did he just say what he's just said? So there's a big debate out there. Did he say it? it was a privilege or it is a privilege or something like did he use is or was did he use present tense or past tense? Because there's a debate out there of how we use that. And I don't know, maybe we're wasting people's time now and it's reading too much into it. There were, I was kind of surprised at how big of a discussion it sparked on, on social media after that too. Yeah. So what were your thoughts on? Well, I think this whole year that that's been kind of uh, something that people have been talking about. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that you, the, hit, uh, like how not having a contract and, you know, like they're not really negotiating it. They're kind of waiting until the end of the year. There's but, rumors flying around. But, and I there's, think that's kind of where that comes in though, is yeah. he was, I, I think it was an inside the den podcast with Riley Corcoran mm-hmm. oh, yeah. where he, he, he addressed it one time. And he yep. said, you know, people assume there's not already a contract on my desk and people assume that I want to sign that contract. So that right there started it all, really. Oh, yeah. Oh, um, yeah. And then so 
uh, you have that you read into that mm-hmm. um and then i don't know there's a few times where the post game not the post game interview but where he gets on uh the radio with Riley Corcoran and mm-hmm. Greg Sundberg up in the booth. Um, there's a few times where Riley, he did this early in the season and I, and I guess I haven't listened to all of them at the end, but he kind of stopped. But Riley would always ask him like, did you stop to smell the roses? I'm like, well, yeah. what does that mean? Like, what yeah. you, <laughs> so what do you know? Well, he's, he's even said that too, where he's like, I oh, just stopped at the 50 yard line and kind of just kind of drank right. it all in. Right. And so. then you're like, why? why? Like, is that like just him in his old age, older age, you know, kind of, Hey, I've got the records, I've got whatever. And I'm, I'm going to kind of just kind of love it. Um, and right. drink it all in, or is it, Hey, I've got an offer from a power five or G five. And, um, I'm really thinking about maybe even trying to test the waters, you know? And, um, yeah, I, it's, it's so hard because you look at what's coming back and you just, mm-hmm. Yeah, it it would be hard to leave. Yeah, so. I don't. It yeah, and it's one of those things too. It's like I don't know. Maybe we're just all reading in too much to this. But <laughs> I I didn't think about it until people started posting about it on Facebook. You know, yeah. um, you know, and to your to your point, right? You're you're right. Where I feel like he has more emphasis on having fun this mm-hmm. go around. So yeah. maybe that's all it is is just making sure he's having fun. Um, yeah. and you know when if you said was, it was a privilege to coach, you know, or what, you know, however you use that past tense or whatever the people were worried about, maybe it means nothing. Like I, I don't, I'm not even aware of half the things that come out of my mouth sometimes. Right. So (laughs) it it could be absolutely nothing that he just, you know, was jacked up from just winning a really big game to go to the national championship. Yeah. Uh, You know, he's focused on, you know, promoting the university of Montana on ESPN two right now. You know, it could have it could have been nothing, but you know, he got quite the reaction on social media for that comment. So, um, I don't know. It, it's going to be interesting to see, you know, because like this national championship game, if he wins, like, oh, my my win on top, right? Go out on top, right? So, uh, it, I don't know. It, it's it's going to be interesting. It's going to be an interesting months to two months um oh please I, this is bobby huck we won't know till august i mean <laughs> no if they if they if he's gone you're gonna know no I, yeah yeah for sure February, for but, sure uh, uh yeah you, you'll know you'll know way yeah. before then so um yeah. but the only thing is, is yeah, that's another aspect of it like the recruiting yeah. is going well and so mm-hmm. uh yeah it's, it's it's gonna be interesting yeah for sure um yeah, I don't know. I think that's all I got. The only things we didn't cover in the game were the fumbles, I feel like. But um, the butt fumble, really the butt fumble from North Dakota State that I was like, ah. And then the fumble by uh, – who was that that fumbled? Ah, oh, man. I don't No, it was know. it was Fonts that fumbled, wasn't it? You're right. It was. It was. Yep, yep, and then yep, that's when McDowell, like, dived in there. The, the ESPN broadcast didn't know who dived. And I was like, how do you not see that? It's McDowell dove right in there and mm. saved the ball. So, um, yeah, it was that, – that, that was a key thing, too, because they turned over the ball a, uh, a lot this season. And to not give the ball back to them was was important. Yeah, yeah, so, for sure. Well, uh, 
Mike, I can't thank you enough for jumping on here last minute. Um, yeah, you bet. Sorry, we kind of bounced around tonight. You got to get right. Luke back on here to stay more organized. That's <laughs> all right. Um, it's all right. Or walk on, right? Is that his name? Walk on. <laughs> You're Pop Warner, right? There you go. I'm Pop Warner. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I uh, know. Oh, I'm the Supercuts man. Uh, Supercuts are right. in my mother's basement. So, yeah. <laughs> and we get paid. We get paid for this since we're like pros, right? So, um, Grizz Nation, remember to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast wherever you get the podcast at. Uh, that definitely helps us out, getting us forefront of those algorithms and the podcasts on apples and stuff so uh also uh make sure to rate review and subscribe uh for fcs fans nation network you can find us there on youtube as well uh you can find uh at montana fight on montana on instagram and also twitter and find us on facebook and whatever you want to get a hold of us because we like to get talking with you guys on there as well so uh until next time we'll, we'll be on before the national championship game hopefully we'll have a, a live show from frisco that would be yeah, pretty sweet. i'm gonna be so mad at you <laughs> that would be pretty sweet to say and uh, uh make our dreams come true there if you can um and then uh yeah it, like always go grizz right <laughs>